have 35, just under 35,000 subs right now. And yeah. you went full-time YouTube already. How did you do that? I think a lot of people might be surprised <laughs> that you could go full-time with... That's a lot of subscribers, don't get me wrong. But it's also not millions or hundreds of thousands of subscribers. How? Yeah, yeah well, the even crazier thing is that I decided to kind of jump ship even before that. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? I took- how many subs did you have? Oh man, like I think like under 5k, I think between like 1 and 5k, <laughs> so I didn't have very many at all. But like, so here's the thing, here's like the first of all thing. I had I had a lot of confidence in it working out, which, you know, is always good to have, but it was still a really big risk. But um, yeah, I think like the the main thing is that you have to look at things like YouTube exponentially instead of like linear linearly is that a word linearly (laughs) i'm gonna pretend it is yeah let's just pretend it is so like on an exponential curve right instead of like a linear thing so when i first went full-time i think i was making like five bucks a day i had been monetized for like a couple months right so i was like this is fine you know five bucks a day it's all good it's all good um yeah, you and then, are. You are. I would be stressing if I if I was making five bucks a day and I'm like I'm going you full time YouTube. That is very impressive. I'm I'm well, very impressed. Here, here's here's the thing though. I had I had a plan right, and me of course being a finance guy, I had to make some good fa- some good sound financial decision making. I wasn't just going <laughs> to quit my job for five bucks a day because you know that's a pretty big risk. Let's, so let's, just, had, let's just put this out there. Neither of us are impulse people, I don't think. Neither no, of us I are the type of so. people that would be like, I'm just going to do it. You know, like we both process things and think about things yeah. and probably think about things a little bit too long until it's yeah. like, okay, I should, adju- I should just make a decision, you know, like I should just go for it. Yeah, I think like I'm definitely like a toad dipper as opposed to like a dive in heads first person. Yeah. So. Um, and I stood, and that's the methodology and kind of the like uh, framework that I approach doing this because at my old job, I had basically been living like a really, really um, disciplined lifestyle um, before I even thought about YouTube because financial independence is a really big goal of mine. And I think that's something that we we share. We both really like the idea of financial independence. So... Um, I was starting out saving like 50% of my income and then got it all the way up to like 70% of my income. Um, people are going to flip right now when they hear that, they're going to be like, sorry, you meant five, right? 5%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. It, it sounds, it sounds crazy to say it, but like that. And, and that, also your income wasn't, it wasn't like sky high it's not like you no. were making millions of dollars and you're saving 50 percent. like it no. was like a normal wage right yeah it was normal like when i first so i moved from sudbury which is like a really kind of small city in northern ontario to toronto which is a way more expensive city to live in and my starting salary um at the first job i landed here was like forty-seven thousand five hundred, if i remember correctly canadian S- 
Canadian, yeah. So if you convert that to American, that's it's not very it's much. Like thirty something thousand. Or yeah, thirty something, something like that. So like, and the cost of living here is very, very high. So I was like, okay, how am I gonna maneuver this here to like save a lot of my income? But um, I think I, you know, I think I live pretty like minimalistically. Like there's certain things that I know bring me happiness. And those are the things that I kind of double down on, spend money on. But then the things that, you know, are kind of like that don't interest me that much, I just don't, I just don't spend money on. Um, And I also had that understanding that every dollar you save is, is like a profit for you. Because I kind of figured out, like, if you think of yourself like a business, instead of just like a a person, it kind of flips the way you think about money in a really helpful way. Because if you think about a business, they, they earn income, right? So they sell, let's say McDonald's, whatever, like they sell burgers, they get money for their burgers. And then they have to pay their employees who are cooking those burgers. Those are their expenses. And then whatever else they have to pay. And at the end of the day, they should hopefully have a profit, right? The difference between their income and expenses. But then when we talk about ourselves, we talk about our income and expenses and then our savings. So we change the word between like profit and savings. So then we can mm, kind of yeah, look at savings with like this negative light, right? Like um, if, if you save too much money, maybe you're missing out on life or whatever. But it, it's really just our profits. And if you think about it that way, it's like you're profiting in yourself when you save money, when you keep money. So... I was just profiting a lot of money over those three <laughs> years that basically built up enough for me to have like a really comfortable position where I felt like, okay, I'm pretty financially secure. So I feel like I can take a risk in my career now. So essentially your plan was work super hard because that's the only way to make money in life. Yeah. Save or profit a lot of it and then you invested it and then I assume it was also growing. And so then you had this pot of money that was like your, it was like your permission slip to be like, hey, do something a little crazy, Steve. Like go full-time YouTube making $5 a day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, the permission slip. I was like, finally I had it. I was like, I can do it. I can do this crazy thing. And I did it. I'm curious. Do you do you disclose on your channel how much you make from YouTube right now? I'm actually so it's funny that you asked that because I'm uh, writing a video right now that's going to be about how much YouTube paid me for a million views in my first mm. year on YouTube. Um, so I think I'll save that amount just in Let's case. Let's save it. But yeah. are you making a full time or an income that pays for all your bills from YouTube now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like how many months from being $5 a day to now? Um, I think when I got monetized, I think that was like around last April or so. And then I think it was September, October was the first month that I made like an actual livable income. And that's when the algorithm just decided to go crazy with me. Um, and ever since then, yeah, I've been making enough to cover my bills. I'm not, I'm not making like tons of money, but the fact that I can make videos and like share information with people and get paid enough to live is just so, I can't even wrap my head around it sometimes. It's, it's crazy. And I think, 
uh, that might sound baffling to a lot of people that you're able to make a full-time income so quickly from YouTube with, you know, not millions of subscribers. But I think a lot of people, again, you know, creatives don't think about business enough or as much as they should. And just with the idea of like maximizing revenue streams, I always tell everybody, if you're doing any sort of thing on the internet, man, maximize your revenue streams, even in life. Like it's so risky to put all of your, like you have one job and if they fire you or that business goes under or whatever happens, you have nothing, like you have nothing except for hopefully savings. Whereas, you know, as a freelancer too, I, I wouldn't just do weddings, for example. I would shoot corporate videos. I would shoot weddings. I would do freelance work for agencies. I'd have all these different avenues of making money. So if, you know, I didn't book as many weddings uh, a one month or two months, the, there would be other avenues of making money and not everything would dry up at once. And I took that, as soon as I started doing YouTube, I took that strategy right away. I was like, okay, what are all the ways that I can make money um, without having to do brand deals all the time or have to worry about just getting views to make AdSense money? And so I took stock footage that I would film for the channel or I already had, put those on a stock site. I'd made some courses on how to teach things and then just like, hey, if you like my stuff, like go check out some of the courses I have on this topic or that topic. I started making presets, LUTs, looks for your videos because people had a really hard time color grading and they liked my color grade. So I was like, here you go. This is this is what I use to color grade my videos. Like pay, uh, I think it was like 20 or 30 bucks for that. And you can color grade the way that I do. Okay, yeah, you still have to tweak things and all that. You always have to do some, but like it's such a good starting point. And there's all these different ways. And even if you're making, you know, a couple hundred bucks per revenue stream, it adds up really quickly. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm like when I started doing YouTube, my, I had my biggest goals, like the big, big goals that I, I thought of were I wanted to get a million views. That one wasn't as crazy, but it felt kind of crazy at the time still. And then um, I wanted to be making $8,000 passive income, passive, passive quotations, passive income yeah. <laughs> from YouTube. And that, that was already like, oh, that's never going to happen. And then the wild, wild dream that was, that was definitely not going to happen was 100,000 subscribers in the first year. And I was like, that's the goal that's going to like help me fail and then push me harder to like keep going, you know. But at the end of the year... I'm pretty sure I was making closer to 20K a month from <laughs> YouTube and I had like 250,000 subscribers. But I wouldn't have made anywhere close to that if I would have just done AdSense and brand deals, which is probably, yeah. I would say, at least 90% of YouTubers are just kind of focusing on those two things, which is risky, I think. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And yeah, I think I think you really nailed it when you said like, that most people aren't aware of that, especially creatives. Like we kind of talked about in the first episode, how um, a lot of them are like so great at what they do and so passionate about what they do, <clears throat> but they might not think too much about like that business side of things. Um, and also it's kind of like investing, right? Like you want to kind of diversify your investments and it's the same thing here. Like you want to diversify those streams that you're not relying on one too, too much. It's the same, same idea. I, and I recently realized that like everybody talks about passive income, 
but it's not actually passive income. There's few things <laughs> like I like stock footage for me is one of the one of the only things that I literally do nothing. I don't even have to promote it on my site. The platform promotes itself kind of thing and I make money. Now it's not it's not tens of thousands of dollars a month, but it's it's a lot of times it's a thousand or two thousand some months, some months it's a couple hundred, but it's making me essentially free money. I don't do any work. But that's one of the few. Almost every other, again, quotations, passive income stream requires you to make videos or promote something or in some way uh, in, in order for them to work. But investing your money is probably the best passive income stream that anybody can do. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it might take a, it takes time and effort to learn about money and to make that money. But then once you have it, you invest it and your money now is making you more money. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's like, that's the best case. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's so crazy. Like the, the thing that got me interested in investing in the first place was like the fact that, so you can have like an idea in your head, right? Like you can have this idea of maybe this, I like this company a lot. I think they're going to do really well. And you can turn this idea into money so quickly, like just by hitting like, you know, a couple of buttons on your phone and then waiting a little while. Like there's so, there's no friction between that happening really. Whereas like, if you have an idea, like I want to start a company, it's like, okay, there's a lot of friction between yeah. you, your idea and the end goal of that, right? You have to do all this work. You have to do all this stuff. But with investing, it's such like an efficient way to turn an idea into money. As long as you have the right idea, not the wrong idea. Yeah. And just so people know, we're not, here for the get rich quick we're here we're steady no. eddies we're you know me and my brother always say like we're not we're not sexy steve even though you're steve we're steady eddie like it's like yeah you know we invest for the long term we we i don't believe that there's any like get rich quick thing that actually works without no. any work and blah 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 i actually have a video coming out on this really soon um it might actually be out by now uh yeah it's hard work but Investing is one of those things that anybody can do. Everybody's like, you know, the, the new hot thing is passive income, passive income. And then it's literally right under your nose that if you just save your money or keep your profits, make sure you have profits like you were talked about, and then you put it in like an index fund or something like that and just leave it in there, you're going to make passive income. Like and the, that's as easy the as crazy, it is. The crazy thing is too is that like in order for it to work, you have to pretty much do nothing. Like you have yeah. to do nothing. You'll mess yeah. it up if you do something. So it's like, it's actually truly passive. Like do not touch it, leave it alone. Just like put your money in there and then walk away basically. <laughs> and, and, and then it'll work That's out. hard. It's yeah. hard. It's it's hard to see the the ups and downs. Like I talked about in the first episode, how much my, my accounts were down. Yeah. But at the same time, it's really relieving not having that pressure of like, I have to like, I have to try to make this. And that's why I hated the idea of investing because I thought that you had to like be this guy who keeps, you know, tabs on all these different stocks. And like when it's going down, I need to figure out what the pattern here is and I'm going to sell at this point and I'm going to buy here. And like, I just like, I like, yeah, it's nice making money, but like that sounds so stressful. That doesn't interest me. But yeah. passive income definitely interests me. Like I'm down yeah. for that, you know? I think a lot of people say that they don't care about money, me included. But of course we all care about money because money can enable things like 
you let's say you were working a job at some clothing store, but you really want to be uh, an artist or something, or you want to be um, somebody who makes stuff out of wood, you know. So money can enable those things, you know. Money can enable you to have the freedom to choose those things. And if you're smart with your money working whatever job it is, even if you don't like it, work hard, make that money, have those profits, you invest it. That money that you say you don't care about can enable these things, can enable your dreams. Like we all care about money in the end. Yeah, I think it's like a thing where it's like, we don't care about money itself. We care about everything that it can do. That's that's the thing. And I heard somebody recently, this, this may be a misquote, I'm not sure for sure, but they said something like Casey Neistat made a video at some point or said something at some point that was like, everybody has two problems. One of those is a money problem and then one of those is like a purpose problem, something along the lines of that. So it's like, First, we kind of have to solve that money problem in our lives. We have to get enough money to like, you know, cover expenses, do whatever, whatever. Then we then we kind of confront like the purpose problem of like, okay, what's what's my life's like meaning or whatever. But a lot of people get stuck on the first problem of solving money because it's a really it can be really, really tricky problem to solve for sure. I feel like the money is definitely tricky, but the second one is even trickier. Yeah. Like I've <laughs> yeah. I've been really dealing with that one over the last like two years. Now that I've like I have a very steady income from YouTube, I don't really have to worry about my finances. I have a lot invested. But man, the purpose, that's a tough one. Like what yeah. as soon as you're taken out of the rat race, like what what is the per what am I like what what is going on? Like what am I yeah. gonna do for the rest of my life? What's gonna, you know, like why am I here? That's a hard, hard answer. <laughs> I'm question to answer. Like, it is That's not like easy. the question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're going to have to save that for the next episode. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> answer the purpose of life. Stay tuned yeah. for the next episode where we, we answer the, <laughs> the most important yeah, we'll, questions. We'll, we'll for sure figure it out. We've got it figured out. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, we'll do some research. We got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah.